Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi, this is Rick Mercer, you're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 132 for Wednesday, November 20th, 2019. What's going on, onesies? Welcome back to the show. This week, I am not laying in bed doing the episode. Sorry for that. Um, last week was not uh, feeling too good, coming off of uh, a road thing. Feeling good. Well, I'm uh, I'm back to myself right now. I am doing absolutely fine. Feeling good, and I had one hell of a week since last I chatted with you guys. Bouncing back from last week's episode. I gotta be honest with you guys. Last week's episode is the first time in history that I've ever just desperately wanted to re-record an episode. I remember just feeling like that one was bad. Uh, some technical difficulties during it. Uh, just a complete lack of energy. And I was like, I was trying to power myself. I'm just going, you can record something else. But I just I just didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. And I didn't do it. And I've never, I've never done that before. Well, I mean, I've re-recorded episodes because, you know of other reasons, but not because I'm just like, meh, that sucked. And there's been, let's be honest, there's been plenty of times where that should have been the case. But this week I have all sorts of different things to tell you guys about. Um, I just hosted a week at absolute comedy and we had a ton of extra shows added. So we were, we were going hard every single night. I also had a, a one nighter show that I do every single year. One of my favorite shows to do of the year. Uh, great time with them, uh, on Friday night. Yeah, it was Friday night. I also did another one nighter at a place called Moose McGuire's. I went to go see a friend of mine's, uh, business. I didn't even know it was his business when I was going. It's just, I'm all about these things is, uh, some, some tiny home stuff. I'll tell you guys about that a little bit later on in the show. I did an activation for a, you know, a food bar thing. Those actually ended up being pretty good and pretty popular. Um, I picked up a bunch of stuff to build whiskey shelves. I've been hunting down more whiskeys. I'll tell you guys about that. I started a whiskey group on Facebook for anyone who's interested in, you know, uh, a little bit of a buzz. I posted something seeing if I had anybody in my community or around that was interested in whiskeys, you know, to put together a, a little, little group, a little tribe of people who would be interested in, uh, in sipping on some whiskey, some muscabeta and, um, yeah. What else? What else about talking to you guys about? Um, oh, I planned a, I, I booked a trip and I'll tell you about that. That was the biggest news, but it happened like the day after the podcast. So I almost forgot to write that down as something to talk about. And finally, uh, stupid Jason asshole face, uh, had a little bit of an incident, which I'll tell you guys about a little bit later on, but I'll bump right into the week guys. I, I hosted an absolute comedy all last week, uh, starting from Tuesday. So I guess I recorded the podcast and then I got my ass to the show. And like I said, I came back after the show thinking like, oh, this is a bad podcast. I'm embarrassed to put my name on this, but, uh, didn't end up recording a new one. Anyways, I did the show on Tuesday night, had a bunch of comics. Uh, we did the show at the downstairs show at absolute comedy. So if you're not familiar with this, the Ottawa location has two showrooms. They have an upstairs showroom and a downstairs showroom. Um, 
So the Tuesday night show, there was actually a big uh, graduating comedy class uh, that had the upstairs showroom. So we did our shows, two shows simultaneously. Um, and we did the show, uh, the regular absolute comedy show in the downstairs showroom. Um, very cool. A lot of fun. I got to work with my buddy, Jason Blanchard, who was headlining all week. And, uh, and then starting on Thursday was uh, regular feature, uh, Rebecca Reed's comic who started here in Ottawa and, uh, and now makes her home in Toronto and she's had a lot of success. So it was kind of cool getting to catch up with her, get to catch up with Jason. It was a fun week working with them. Um, the shows were crazy. Like we did three nights with upstairs and downstairs simultaneous shows. So to, to give you an example of what that's like is on Friday nights at absolute comedy, we do two shows on Saturday nights as well. So Friday and Saturday nights, we have an eight o'clock show and a, and a late show, 10 30 PM show. And when you're doing two shows, not a big deal. You know, you generally have a big buffer between your sets because there's, there's turning over the room and things like that. So you get to a point where you're like, I mean, I think that there's sometimes I've done three shows in a night, like three different time slots where you're kind of like, by the third show, you're like, did I already tell that joke? Well, when you're doing simultaneous shows, because Absolute Comedy has a showroom upstairs and down on Thursday, Friday and Saturday night shows, the shows were so, sold out so far in advance that we added a second simultaneous show. So not like, Hey, we got another show after this one. It's the two shows are happening at the exact same time. And so what we did was we actually shuffled around the orders to make both shows work. So for example, for myself, um, Ooh, what's this more internet? I, I'm getting so many fucking spam emails now, guys. It's absolutely ridiculous. I've, uh, you know, when people are like, nah, I don't give my email away, my address away. I'm going to want all the junk mail. I've always been like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. I can delete a couple emails a day. It doesn't hurt me. And I might win something or whatever. Yeah. I give it to, here you go. I get three to four emails a day from old Navy. I don't know what the fuck their problem is. Did you guys know that everything is on sale at old Navy at 40% off all the time? Uh, because every single day they're like, Hey, we have a spe special sale just for you. 40% off, blah, 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 blah. Every fucking day. They're, they're so annoying. I, I unsubscribed and yet they're still sending me emails every day. Um, Indigo is another one. Indigo sends a message every single, every single day, every single day, sometimes twice a day. That's too much. You fuckers. Tell me what the sale is at the beginning of the week. And then tell me next week what the sale is. I can live with that. Anyways, I digress. My computer interrupted me while I was thinking. So my position on these upstairs and downstairs shows was, uh, on the upstairs show. So basically both shows would start at, uh, let's say eight 30 or eight o'clock, depending on the night. Um, Rebecca would host upstairs and Jason Blanchard, the headliner would host downstairs. So both of them are on stage at the same time. And luckily for those two shows simultaneously, I actually didn't have to go on first at all on either of those shows, uh, any of those shows, I should say, uh, which is great. Cause I can show up and I can fucking relax. And those two are, are warming up you know, crowds that were just like standing in line for God knows how long, because when you're sitting, you know, it's 200 people upstairs and hundred people downstairs, that's 300 people standing in line waiting to get in. It's only one box office. So those people are being bounced around for a little while first. Um, so anyways, uh, they're warming them up and upstairs I'm featuring, which means I'm the, the middle act that go on before the headliner. So upstairs I'm featuring and, uh, downstairs, uh, Rebecca's featuring. So she does the host stuff up top. And then as soon as she's done, she runs downstairs and Jason, the, the headliner down there brings her up and she brings me up upstairs. Then what happens is, uh, I upstairs, when I'm finished, I bring up Jason Blanchard, who is hosting downstairs and he headlines upstairs. 
And downstairs, Rebecca finishes middling and then brings me up to headline downstairs. So it's kind of like you're like you 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 get off stage upstairs after after featuring. At least for I wasn't you know feature blah 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 do my thing, go downstairs. I got maybe about five minutes before I'm right back to doing another thirty minutes. Like it's a very short break between it. So I'm almost like for like you know in the span of sixty five minutes I'm speaking for 60 of it. So like an hour straight of talking, which <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you know, I'm no stranger to, but being funny consistently for that straight hour, that's a different monster. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was very, uh, it was a lot of work. And then of course, Friday and Saturday was the same story. However, you're adding a late show to that. So not only are you doing two shows simultaneously for the eight o'clock portion, but then, then you get like an hour break and then you're back to doing another show. So, um, for me, however, on the Friday night, I had, uh, the orchard view show. So we actually did that same format. So I would middle upstairs and headline downstairs for the, for the two simultaneous show things. Um, for, uh, on Friday night, the early show, I actually couldn't be at the early show. So somebody else did like the upstairs and downstairs thing. I didn't have to do that. I came back for the late show, but, uh, there's a show I do every year at orchard view, uh, for like the Osgood, uh, you know, business association, everything like that. They are excuse me, absolutely outstanding, uh, people, they sell out every year. It's a great meal and a show and, and for a good cause, they're like $75 a plate, you know, tickets, right? So they, they get a dinner and a show for like 75 bucks and they bring, um, what is it? They bring, uh, us in. So I've, I've helped them book that show for the last couple of years. Um, so I host it and then I bring in some comics that I'm a big fan of. Uh, this year I brought in my buddy, uh, Jason Harper and, uh, and my, also my buddy Rory Gardner and, uh, and I brought in a good friend of mine, David pride, uh, fucking hilarious comedian. I'm sorry, uh, American onesies and, and people in other parts of the world. You probably don't know who he is, but he is a, a very big deal here in Canada. Um, in terms of like, he's done all the festivals, he's on the radio and a bunch of, you know, comedy shows and things like that. Um, insanely good writer. If you want to, if you want to look up David pride on YouTube, you will not be disappointed. Uh, pride spelled P R Y D E. Um, but yeah, the, the, the show was fantastic. Uh, great comics, um, I was a bit under the clock, so I, I wasn't able to have as good a time as I would have liked because the whole time I was stressing about time, right? Like originally when we had discussed, uh, doing the show, I'm like, well, let's do it at eight o'clock so that, you know, that means we have to get like dinner out and served and this and turned over before, um, you know, eight o'clock. So usually I was like, okay, well, let's get people there and, and dinner started by seven. Dinner didn't start until like seven 30 which I don't know but if you know about anything but four course meals, but you're not getting a room full of people fed four courses in the span of, you know, 30 minutes. So I'm like, right away, I knew that we were going to be a little late because here's my thing. Um, and this is just logistics. It's not, you know, funny or anything, but I'm there thinking, okay, we're there at seven o'clock. The guys show up. Dave's still on his way because he's driving in from Montreal. And I'm going, I need to be at absolute comedy for 10 30. I have to be in the door because that's when the late show starts and I'm hosting that. So I'm thinking, all right, well, I'm not going to tell them I need to leave at 10 right? it's a half an hour drive from where I am back to the club. I'm like, I can't tell them I can leave at 10 because I can't, if I leave at 10 and there's any kind of delay or hiccup or traffic or anything like that, I'm, I'm going to be fucking late. So I'm like, I got to leave at nine 30 and I'm like, if the show's an hour and a half, we can start it at eight o'clock. Well, clearly the show's not going to start at eight o'clock. 
So I'm like, this sucks. And the dinner wasn't even done. We didn't even get the show started guys until eight 45. So we're 45 minutes behind schedule. It's an hour and a half long show. So I'm like, there's no way I, I can't watch David. Um, who's not working at the club or anything like that this, this week. So it's like, this is just my only opportunity to see my buddy perform for a while. And he's fucking hysterical. Anyways. So we have our dinner. We're there with the organizers. Again, everything was great. And, and the comics absolutely destroyed. However, I just was kind of bummed out. Cause I'm like, basically it's going to be, I have to bring up David pride. And then as soon as he's on stage, I have to leave. So I, I just, I can't watch him headline the show. Um, People were great. Big thanks to Jane. Big thanks to Gino. Big thanks to George. A lot of the organizers, things like that. I I doubt they listen to the podcast, but just throwing it out there. They're great people. They're great to work with. The comics all did an amazing job that night. It was a great show. I guaranteed they'll be booking it with us again next year. Very, very happy. Can't wait to, to be a part of it. Um, it was just, instead of being just like the, the great night that I'm used to it being because we get to sit around and, and enjoy when the show starts, it starts when it's over, it's over. I was kind of under the gun to, to like, okay, this, I, I just have to make, I was just, I was stressed the whole time about time just to make sure that, you know, I didn't screw up, uh, you know, and end up late or something like that, but it went off without a hitch. I, I got out the door. I messaged uh, the other comics afterwards and said, Hey, how's, how's the show? Are they loving Dave? And they're like, yeah, everything he's killing right now. Like they're, they're loving it. I messaged the organizers the next day. They had a blast. So, um, it was a great, uh, it was a great, great, uh, evening. I had a great time. And of course we came back, did the late show at absolute. It was a lot of fun. Easy peasy. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else last week during the week that really stands out It'd be times like this would be great if my phone was within reach one sec here always plug it into the charger across the room when i'm doing the podcast fuck all right i just i feel like there was stuff during the week that i mean i did do stuff during the week and i'll tell you guys about that a little bit later on but software update will be auto installed that's great news oh i got to see uh oh i told you guys that about that about that last week um yep Really not a whole lot of, yeah. Okay. There we go. So I did get it all in my notes here. Um, I went to go see, um, on Saturday during the day, I went to go see my buddy, uh, Simon, Simon, uh, his, his company, he owns a company called humble Creek homes and they, uh, they do tiny homes. They do tiny home builds. So last Saturday they were doing their, um, their big sort of like uh, open house, I guess you call it. And sort of setting up some, some, uh, you know, commitments, some, some contracts to be building these homes. It was super cool. Um, I got to tell you guys, like, I really, I've told you before in other podcasts that I'm starting to be like all about these, these tiny homes. I was chatting with a guy, uh, in Ottawa here, who's part of the, the RV easy, like the whole idea of having a small home. I don't need a lot of space. Like right now I've got a room in a house, you know what I mean? Like I don't need a ton of space. Um, I'm more than happy to downsize and, and live a humble life. Um, but I'm also interested in the idea of like a motorhome, or whatever, just they're, they're so fucking expensive to, to drive around, right? They're, they're expensive. So I'm trying to think of maybe I can get a small trailer or something like that. But anyways, the idea of living in a small space, um, you know, is, is fascinating to me. I say small space and then I hesitate because I'm like, well, don't we all live in a small space when we get to the end? Nice coffin in the ground, unless you're cremated and then you live in an even smaller space. Oh, uh, so all I'm saying is I I'm fascinated. Maybe I'm just getting myself ready for the grave. You know, I'm going to start slowly start downsizing and then I'll just be that old guy who lives in the tiniest room in a nursing home. I, I mean, I know I'll be dead by then. That was my mantra all week too. Every time something would frustrate me, I just go, thank God I'll be dead soon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, 
Humble Creek Homes. I, uh, I definitely checked it out. I, it was actually cool because I got to go on Friday. I was working all day Saturday, so I couldn't make the event. So I reached out to him and I was just saying, Hey man, I'm sorry. I can't make the event, but I mean, I hope it's a blast. And he's like, well, what are you doing on Friday? You know? So I went over there while he was doing finishings and stuff. And, uh, we just shot the shit. He showed me the, the whole place. I got kind of a private VIP tour of, uh, of the unit. And, uh, it was really cool, man. I like, again, I'm, I'm more excited about these, these tiny homes, like by the, you know, by the week, just, it's just, you keep seeing more cool shit and how much they make the space they have work for them. Like I've always been like that. I've, you know, when I was always had my own room or something like that, you know, when I had roommates, I was really good. Even, even my last place that I had to myself, I was really good about maximizing the space shelvings and, and containers and, 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 you know, storage units and things like that. I was always really good at making everything that I had fit the space as good as possible. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm happy with that. And I think I can make these, you know, it's kind of cool to see homes doing that exact same thing where you just maximize all the space and, you know, there's room for shit and, and whatnot. And also too, like, I, I like the idea of minimalism, but I mean, I still have stuff. I mean, I'm going to be telling you guys about the whiskey that I'm collecting and the shelves I'm going to be building because I'm running out of, out of space, you know, in the, in the existing stuff that I have. So I need to, you know, I need to make a system that's going to work a little bit better, but I'll tell you about that later. Anyways, uh, Humble Creek homes, the, the you know, the, the open house was Saturday. I couldn't go to it, but I definitely got to see the place beforehand and it's very, very cool. So, you know, if you're in the Ottawa area and you're fascinated, yeah, check it out. There's rules and stuff like that that apply. So he was telling me all about them. Um, I remember when he first posted the open house, I was like, yeah, I'd love to go, but I, I wasn't available, but I went to his, I went to the website and things like that. And I was looking at, it, and I didn't realize that my buddy was the owner of the company. I just figured he was one of the contractors. Um, but no, it's his company. And, um, it's interesting. So it, for, for this is Ottawa specifically. Okay. So capital of Canada for my international listeners, you know, maybe and even some of the, the Canadian listeners, if you come from a place, but, uh, <laughs> the rules in Ottawa are, are getting a little bit more lax for things like tiny homes. Cause some people want to put them on, on their property, right? Like, uh, like what do they call them? Like a granny suite or something like that. Well, now, uh, you can put them on your property. Um, but the rule is it has to be, uh, it can't be any more than 40% of the size of the original property. Like, so like the not property, I apologize for the original structure. So the, the house that's already there, the, 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 the tiny home cannot be any more than 40% of the size of that. It has to be plumbed in by the city. So it can't be like, uh, you know, like those, those torch pot, porta potties or the organic ones. It has to be plumbed into the regular, you know, water system has to be hooked up to the power. And I believe, I believe it has to be hooked up to the power, but I know it has to be plumbed in properly. So there's, there's rules that you have to adhere to, but ultimately it's something that's, uh, that is allowed. It's not like you're, you're, you're cheating the system or anything like that. And apparently they're working on making, um, like, uh, I think they call them tiny home communities or something like that, which I was joking with, like, I was just saying, oh, that's amazing. Like, of course the, the landscape and the client, the political climate and all that stuff is like moving to more smaller things. And we don't need, you know, there's so many people moving to the city and all these big condos and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool that they're understanding that some people just need a small space. And, they don't need and I'm like, I'm just standing there as it dawns. I'm like, why hasn't this existed before? And I'm like, I'm like, it's trailer parks. That's what it is. It's the trailer parks do exist. They're just shitty. But the whole idea is that you can actually make like a nice home that's small and it's, it's classy. It's got, you know, all the things that you need. Like he had uh, everything hooked up with like smart home stuff. Um, yeah, show me all the different things and the customizability and, and things like that. It was just, it was cool. Humble Creek homes guys, check it out. And, uh, and as I learn more about it, I will share that information with you, you know, when the time comes. Um, 
What else? What else have I got here? 20 minutes in, there's so much to talk about. Let me get my little highlighter here and cross off the stuff I've done. Sorry, I brushed my teeth and put my aligners back in right before I started recording. And of course, recording on Tuesday, as always. Um, what did I talk about here? I talked about my week at Absolute Comedy. I talked about the one natter at Orchard View. Oh, I may as well talk about this one here in a sec. Um, yeah, my mouth got dry when I put these in. I don't know if it's like the toothpaste or the mouthwash or whatever, but I got that dry crack feeling you get in the back of your throat where like as you're speaking, you feel it drying out. You're like, I might do that thing where I fucking cough and choke or whatever. But uh, anyways, so um, Saturday, like I said, I wasn't able to go to my buddy's event because I was doing an activation and uh, I was doing an activation for a company. Um, I'll give them one, I'll give them a free plug because I'm a sweetie pie. Uh, it's called Good To Go Bars and they are, uh, here we go with all the unfun food terminology. They are uh, gluten-free, they're vegan, they are keto-friendly, um, there's something else, they're dairy-free. I mean, you say vegan, that's dairy-free, right? So, um, yeah, they had these four different flavors and, um, I tried them now I've done stuff for bar companies before, and I've had some leftovers and the bars are in my opinion, gross. And in fact, a lot of people that eat those kind of bars also have been like, mm, they're kind of gross. Um, there's like one or two flavors of that other company that I, that I like, but overall I would never pay for them. I would never eat them. They're just, and if like the, the weather gets the slight, the weather, the temperature where they are gets the slightest bit warm, they melt because they're full of like oils and things like good fats. And, um, yeah, they just get greasy, oily, and they start to melt and stuff. They're just garbage. I, I remember I picked up a bunch of them for an activation, put them in my car. They were in my car for two days before the person sent me an email said, oh, oh, by the way, make sure that you refrigerate them because if they, if they're in the heat, they'll melt. They were in my black car for two days in the middle of summer. And, uh, in my head, I'm just like, well, well then they're melted. You know, you don't tell me to pick something up and two days later, tell me like, I'm like, I'm pick, I'm doing the activation in like three days. I'm like, I'm not going to carry, you know, there was like 30 boxes. I'm like, I'm not carrying 30 boxes into the house just so I can carry them back into the car. I got them stacked nicely in the car. They'll stay here until the activation. Well, they tell me, Oh, make, make sure that you keep them cool. Yeah. It's uh, it's too late there, midge. Um, <laughs> anyways, these bars actually taste good. Now they don't taste like candy. It's not like you're eating fucking cake or cookie dough, but they do have a muffiny cakey texture to them. And uh, like I said, they're called good to go bars. They've got, uh, four flavors and they're in tandem. So it's like, uh, they have like a lemon raspberry. They have a cinnamon pecan, which was my favorite, uh, vanilla almond. And, uh, they call it cocoa coconut. Cause it's like a chocolate coconut cocoa. Um, but they're good. Uh, they're actually on sale, um, in Loblaws or Provigo on the Quebec side. Um, right now, so, so you can get a box for like 15 bucks. Um, I think they're on Amazon for like 25 to give you an idea. So they're not cheap by any means, but they're very low calorie. They're like 160, 170 calories a bar. Anyways, point being is I was activating for these guys. They are not a sponsor. I'm just giving them a free plug. It was cool to actually get something, uh, you know, in the, the bar friendly thing, you know, that was, that was actually decent tasting. I, um, I did the activation at a good life. So I'm basically handing out bars all, all morning and afternoon at the spot on Saturday. That's why I couldn't be at my buddy's thing. And the staff was very, very nice there. They were doing big events. They were all very friendly and sweet. So when there was leftovers in the, the day, I made sure to leave them with them. I grabbed a few boxes to bring with me just to give to some of my, uh, my peeps, let them try it out. But I left a bunch of stuff with the staff. They were great. The, the, 
fucking general manager, dude, he was very nice. He was very kind, but I swear to God, I swear to God, like I wanted to take his picture so bad, but I felt like an asshole if I took it and posted it and, and God forbid he or someone who knows him saw it, you know, I wouldn't want to a hurt his feelings B, you know, have him kick the shit out of me. <laughs> so, but I swear to God, this guy, no word of a lie. If I, sh if I took a picture and showed it to you guys, you would know exactly what I was talking about. He looked like if Gollum had been hitting the gym. You know what I mean? Like he was bald. He, he had these big fucking blue eyes or, or green eyes or whatever, like Gollum, like these big eyes and kind of like, I don't say haggard teeth. He didn't have haggard teeth, but they weren't, they weren't straight. And then, but he was fucking Jack and super nice guy, super nice guy, you know, Smeagol on the inside, Gollum on the outside. <laughs> but I just wanted to take a picture so I could be like, and you know, I said it to like one of the employees. I was like, I was like, they're like, he's blah, blah, blah. And I go, I go, he looks like Gollum hit the, just started hitting the gym. Like he was, he's jacked, but it just looks like Gollum. And I was like, anyways, uh, that's what I did Saturday during the day. And then of course, Saturday night, whoa, showtime. We did the uh, two shows downstairs early or sorry, two shoe shows early, one upstairs, one down. And then we did the late show. And that was, that was great. I had my buddies, uh, Peter and Ivan and Graham showed up for that. That was a lot of fun seeing those boys after the show. Just, just a ton of work. Uh, that night I actually brought a bunch of bars to the club and gave them to the comics, the staff, the servers. I gave some to my buddy, Pete, who is a big shout out, big shout out to my buddy, Pete. Uh, I got to throw this up. I know he listens to the podcast. Pete, you're probably listening to this like four weeks after it's aired. So who knows what your new number is, but, uh, but Peter, uh, got himself a trainer. Peter and I were going to the gym for a while together. Peter, uh, went from, uh, you know, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but 319 pounds. Okay. Uh, you know, a month or so ago, um, maybe it's gotta be like six weeks. I'm gonna go six weeks to be safe. Cause I'm pretty confident it's been at least six weeks, but he went from 319 pounds guys. He is currently, uh, 289. If I'm not mistaken, guys lost 30 pounds in six weeks going to the gym with his trainer. He got a trainer working hard with his trainer. Um, that's, that's huge guys. You know, uh, what is it? Uh, 14, 14, come on, math, 21, 42 days. Guy has lost 30 pounds. That's amazing. So big, uh, big hats off to Peter. Peter, keep crushing it, buddy. Good for you. Very, very proud of the hard work that you're doing, man. You weigh less than I do now. Um, you're close. It's only a couple of pounds, buddy. You have a big, you have a big lunch and I take a big crap. Uh, you know, we could, we could change places real quick. <laughs> Like a fucking Kentucky Derby there. Two horses fucking nose to nose. Who's going to cross the finish line? But no, I'm uh, I'm super proud of my buddy and uh, and he's working real hard. Don't uh, don't stop. Any of you guys working hard? I mean, uh, big shout out to Brent in Alberta. Brent uh, was lost a ton of weight last year, working hard and being disciplined. So hats off to Brent. Anybody who's working hard, you got some shit that you're working on. It doesn't have to be weight loss or whatever. Just, just tell me what you're doing and what you're focused on and tell me some of your successes and let's fucking celebrate them together. Let me, let me give you a, let me give you a little verbal fucking, you know, hand job or whatever it is. Um, just happy for you guys. That's all. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, I don't know what the fuck I did on Sunday. Cannot remember for life. I mean, not that it's super important. All I know is I did some stuff during the day on Sunday. I think I did research and groceries and shit like that. Oh, I did some, that's what I did. I went and I hunted down a bunch of bottles of whiskey. I picked up, uh, what is it here? Get my, my cabinet here, guys. I bought a, I bought, there was only like three bottles that came into the Ottawa area of, uh, Michter's, Michter's limited release. It's a toasted barrel finish bourbon from, it's a Kentucky sour mash whiskey with a toasted barrel finish. It was about a hundred, hundred and some bucks for this bad boy. 
Um, so I picked that up. I'm happy to be the proud, not a purveyor because I'm not selling it. Owner? It seems like too seems like too easy a word. But anyways, yeah, I picked up the Mictors and then I also picked up a bottle of the uh, the Mictors, just regular small batch bourbon. Because I mean, why buy something super fancy if you don't know what the regular one tastes like, right? Picked that up. I picked up a bottle of uh, uh, Jack Daniels. Oh, I picked up my Booker's too, my Booker's bourbon. I don't know if I had that last week when I was chatting with you guys. But I uh, picked up Booker's, Booker's bourbon. It's hard, another hard one to get from the Hell CBO. Um, I picked up a bottle of Jack Daniels Master Distiller Series, number six. Found the Akintoshin, the bartender's malt it's called, but the number one edition, which is last year's. Can't find it in Ontario anymore, but I found one on the Quebec side. So it got me an Akintoshin bartender's malt. Got me, uh, what else did I buy? Am I anything else? I mean, I picked up a Macallan Gold. I picked up a Laphroaig 10. I bought whiskey way too much, way too much. Um, but yeah, so I've got the whiskey. So I, I definitely need to, to build my whiskey shelves. I think there was another bottle of bourbon I got, but you know, a lot of you guys aren't, aren't fucking bourbon drinkers or whiskey drinkers. So I don't want to bore you. All I know is I started a whiskey group. All right. I figured it's time because now I've got about 20 open bottles at home and these things don't last forever. And as much as I like whiskey, I don't drink it every single day. And when you've got several ounces open that could, you know, last for, you know, just under a year or not under a year, sorry, uh, one or two years, depending on how full the bottles are, um, you gotta, you gotta get that shit drunk, you know, or get it into an infinity bottle or something, uh, before it's, it's alcohol evaporates, alcohol evaporates. So if you got the bottles, you know, half full or less, it's, it's evaporating at a, a quite a, a quick, quick rate. And you want to make sure that you, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, it'll still, you'll still be able to drink it. It's not like it goes bad, but the idea is you lose the alcohol percentage and you lose taste. Um, you know, the taste changes. So if it's something that you really, really like, you know, you kind of want to, once, once it's open, you want to enjoy it. You know, you don't have to finish in a day, but you, you got a year with it, you know? So make sure it's making its way into your, uh, rotation for tasting, Oh, but having said that, what else do I want to bitch about? No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to be building these whiskey shelves. I picked up all the pieces at, uh, at home Depot yesterday. Um, I got these nice black bars and I'll take, I'll take a picture of everything once it's done. Maybe, maybe some pictures of the process, but when I'm done the podcast today, I'm going to be spending some time just sitting with those because I, I bought, uh, I bought pipe, uh, like, like natural gas pipes, quarter inch metal pipe. Uh, with all the, you know, the fittings and everything like that. But the thing is like, you know, they get cut in their machine. They got oil on them. So I got to sit with a rag or something and just wipe down all of the, the oils off of these, uh, off of these air paps. And then I can assemble them later on, but I'm excited to just sort of sit and watch some TV, you know, clean the pipe, rub down the pipe and lay some pipe. I don't know, whatever, stupid. Um, but I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing that. And then of course my buddy, uh, Jimmy later this week, when I start getting into the later this week portion of the podcast, um, Jim's going to help me, um, uh, you know, fire them into the wall. And I've also got to buy these two by tens, uh, for shelves. So I'm basically just building stuff that'll fix the wall. I've got floating shelves now, and I have a lot of my, you know, DK books and uncle John's bathroom readers and some bottles of whiskey on them. The only thing is that like they're floating shelves. So there's only so much weight they can hold. Whereas these like industrial pipes, they're actually going to be footed onto the floor and then bolted into the stud. So that the weight that they're carrying is, is all distributed properly. 
so I can actually just load them up with bottles and books and things like that when I'm done. Um, really happy about that because uh, I've got to be very careful with weight distribution. I had a bunch of DK books on my shelf, uh, one of my floating shelves. I remember in the middle of the night, one of the nights when Port, my dog Chase was here too. Lucky for me, I had a bunch of, of laundry and, and bench, like I had a, whatever. It's hard to explain. All I know is that I had a shelf collapse in the middle of the night and dropped probably hundreds and hundreds of dollars of, you know, DK books off the shelves onto the floor, which would have just destroyed them. They're hard covers. So they would have just had the shit kicked out of them. And a couple of them did, but lucky for me, there was a lot of soft stuff at the time that, that broke their fall or it would have been just a nightmare. So I had to fix and, and, and come up with a new system for that particular floating shelf. I had to basically fix the wall and then fire it in with toggle bolts. Point being is I'm building a new shelf system. That's going to look a little more industrial. Um, and, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. I got all the pieces for it. I just need to get the wood. So I'm going to build the, the framing for it and I'm going to wipe all that down and clean all that off. And then, uh, I'm going to go to the home Depot either tonight or tomorrow. And I'm going to pick up all the wood that I need, uh, for it. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick up the, pick up the wood. Fucking times it. Wow. It's 20 to four. Um, yeah, I gotta, st- I basically just stay in the wood and, um, and then like, you know, put like a, like a sort of a clear coat on it afterwards just to give it a nice look. But that's what I'm going to do with Jim on, uh, on Thursday night. So I'm going to assemble everything else myself. And then I'm going to hang out with my buddy. We're going to, you know, we might sip some whiskey and stain some shelves. And then when that's done, I basically just drop the shelves down onto the frame, uh, screw a couple pipe clamps onto them and, uh, and that's it. And it's ready to get loaded up with all my crap. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. And I got everything I need. So I was mentioning, I started a whiskey group because, because I've got all these open bottles and, uh, I enjoy sharing my love of whiskey with others. I uh, figured, well, you know what? I, I threw a, a post up on Facebook showing some of the, the collections I got. I told you guys, I picked up those whiskey flights and I'm like, well, it's about time to, you know, throw some feelers out there, see if anyone's interested. And I got a, a reasonable response from people saying like, yeah, I would totally be up for trying that. So created the group threw some pictures on there, some of the stuff that I have. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to plan the, the first sort of like whiskey tasting night where it's just, you know, three, three different whiskeys, a few different people sampling them, trying them, seeing what they think. If any of my listeners are in the Ottawa area and they're interested, um, please let me know, message me on Facebook and I will add you to the group. It's a private group. Um, you know, so happy to invite anyone who's interested. I just want to make it open to the public and all of our, all of our business, right? Uh, billionaire to the public. So you want to be part of the group? You, you let me know. I'll add you to the fucking group. Um, and I'll tell you guys more about that when we do it, when we do my face first tasting, everything like that, I got to find out what people want to taste too. Right. Cause it's like, you know, it's not just the tasting, but it'll be kind of like a bit of an educational session too, a bit of an event where it's like, you know, Hey, what do you guys want to try? You guys want to try scotch? Do you want to try bourbon? You want to try rye? Would you like to try one of each? And and if you're doing that, it's very difficult to like, well, which one rye represents all rye, which one bourbon represents all bourbon. There isn't one, of course, you know, I could do a scotch one. We could do three different. I got lots of different uh, bottles where I've got a Lagavulin 8, 12, and 16. So it'd be kind of cool to like do a night where everyone gets to try the three different expressions of Lagavulin or Macallan that I have or Akintoshin or I've got five different Lefroigs, you know, so it'd be interested to try the, the different Lefroigs, three different ones one night, maybe three different another time. Um, but you could also do like, you know, uh, an Isla Speyside and Highland you know, scotches, you could do, uh, 
you know, I, I've also got different bourbons that I've got three different types of where it's like, well, let's try the three different expressions of this or that, you know, I've got, I've got three different Jack Daniels. I've got the regular, the master distillers and the, the single barrel. Whereas I think I'm going to get a bottle of the gentleman Jack and play it up with the master distillers, the gentleman Jack and the single barrel, just to give people an idea of, of, uh, the different tastes and, and expressions that they have. So I'm excited guys. It sounds stupid, but, uh, I'm hunting down bottles too. I actually have a, a place in Syracuse that I called yesterday that's put aside a bottle, a couple bottles of uh, Angel's Envy for me. There's an Angel's Envy Special Reserve Rye and uh, and the bourbon as well. And I know that they're both going to be pricey. It's going to fucking cost me, but mm-mm. it is going to be a nice little trip. I tell you what. So. Hey. I, if we go on Friday, it's 24, 24, I would like to tell you, oh, uh, Moose McGuire show. That would be the Monday night show show I did last night. That show was work. All the comics on it did a good job. It was just, the crowd was, was really tough. That was a, that was a fun one. I closed that show. Just having fun sort of with them. A lot of people were saying that they had a good time, but I just, I just, I fucking, if you go to my Instagram, well, it's probably too late now. It'll be gone by the time you guys get this episode. But if you went right now while I'm recording this, you'd see it. But there was like, at at one point it was just like, we were just, it was, it was work, man. We were working hard. They were laughing, but it was work. It wasn't just like, Hey, we'll just say the jokes. They're going to laugh. Like you had to fucking get them to come along with you. And when I finally got the light, like uh, you got two minutes left, I just went, thank God. And all the comics in the fucking room laughed so hard, so fucking hard. (laughs) <laughs> oh fuck it was funny it was incredibly unprofessional of me in this in just in the sense that, like when you finally see the light like you, don't, you only have two minutes left like oh I just went th- I'm, I'm like mid-sentence I'm like anyways guys you oh, thank god uh <laughs> all the comics laughed yeah it was uh that was that was a work show that was a work show okay I'm gonna tell you guys about uh about the stupid old guy who lives across the hall from me and the dumb shit that, uh, that, that he did. Okay. So get this Jason la Sunday night, Sunday night, he's drinking, he's throwing darts at the club. He paid us, you know, we had a good time. I left, everyone left. It was, we'd had a, we'd had a long week myself and the other two comics. We had a long fucking week. Excuse me. So, but Jay's Jay likes to drink. I mean, he'll say he didn't drink that much, but you know, he, you know, for Jay not drinking that much is like nine beers. Um, so he's throwing darts, whatever we leave. And I think I got to bed at like one or so in the morning. He still wasn't home. So, um, I remember saw him the next day and he's telling me that he woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or something steps out of bed, gets such a bad cramp in his leg that he falls over and smashes his like smashes his head on his recycling bin in his room. Now, I was chatting with him later, trying to get a better idea of what was going on. And he explained to me that he, he doesn't, I said, well, do you like, he woke? he's like, I was like, wake up, you know, he's like, I knocked myself out or whatever. But I'm like, I don't know how you can knock yourself out in a plastic recycling. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but you know, you'd have to, you'd have to hit in such a way. And I go, if you were, and I go also, if you were falling and you were conscious, you'd probably try to stick your hands out of something. Are you sure you didn't just pass out? And fucking hit your head because he woke up. He had this big gash in his nose, and he said he woke up and there's blood all over the floor from his nose. And uh, it's just so funny. I'm like, dude, you're 52, man. Oh yeah, by the way, happy belated birthday to Jay earlier this month. 
But I'm like, you're 52 now, you know, like you, you're not too young to like have spells or like little seizures or something like that. I mean, any old shit happens to old guys. He's like, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, fine. I'm like, just, oh, you just might want to, you know, think about it. If you, if you had such a bad cramp in your leg that you fainted, you fucking pussy, you know? And at the same time, like if you fell down and, and knocked yourself on your side, I mean, that's just a, th- a scary thing. You're getting older and you know, the whole idea you stand up, you get a cramp and pass out. I don't know. It was, it was really funny to me today. His, his nose is even worse. It's starting to scab up and his lips fucked up too. Just, it's just funny. And I told him, you don't have enough, you don't have enough good parts of your face left that you can afford to fucking smash it around. Jay, you know, you gotta, you gotta take care of that fucking, that aged leather bowling bag of a face. (laughs) Part of me really hopes he can hear me in the other room making fun of him. All right. And then now the, now the big news, the big news, I saved the best for last. Um, Last Wednesday, last Wednesday. Oh yeah, I did an escape room with Jay too. He wasn't wasn't half bad. We finished it pretty quick. We did one of the exit rooms. Anyways, that was just that's just a fun thing. Um, I have uh, was chatting with uh, my roommate Simon. You know the one who drives me crazy, Simple Simon. And uh, Simon is the only one in the house who has the slightest bit of interest in whiskey. And Simon had asked me earlier this year if like, you know, after I'm done recording my album in January, if I'd be interested in maybe going on a trip somewhere. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I would, I would love that. And, uh, like the last two years, Jason's always been like in the wintertime, he's like, oh, you guys want to go on a, you know, we're going to, we're going to a roommate trip or whatever. And then Jay can't, can't commit to like where he wants to go or what week will work, whatever. And then he just ends up going on a vacation with his girlfriend and pretending like, you know, he's not a whipped little pussy ass bitch. Um, but yeah, so basically the last couple of years, Jay's like, Hey, we should all go. And then we start trying to plan something. And then he just ends up going with his girlfriend somewhere. And the rest of us are like, Oh, we thought we were all going together somewhere anyways. So I said to him, I go, yeah, but let's not worry about Jay this year. Um, <laughs> uh, so Simon was like, well, I want to really want to go to Jamaica. And he's telling me about all inclusives and stuff. And I've never been to like a tropical beach resort for all inclusive. And to be honest with you, I'm at an age now where I don't like drinking and getting shit faced. Like I, I did that when I was, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was in Valdor with the young pups and just my liver's already not in great shape. You know, I have a fatty liver. It's not hurting me yet. As far as I know, I mean, that's not a good thing, but, um, I don't need to just get shit faced. I also don't like how it feels like, why would I spend, you know, he, he was looking at the prices and he's like, yeah, it would cost about $1,500 to go and spend a week at an all inclusive. And you just eat everything you want and you drink whatever you want and you just sit in the sun and you get shit faced. I'm like, I just, this sitting around drinking is not very enticing to me. Like I like, I'll sit and I'll have an experience. I'll chat with people, but I, I don't know day after day, you know, I'll do a, a whiskey night once a week, but that's sipping. There's a difference too. Like I try to like every now and again, I ask Jason if he wants to try whiskey and he'll go, yeah, he'll go like, yeah, yeah, let me try it. But he doesn't taste whiskey. He drinks whiskey. And I don't know if some of you might know the difference, like with a whiskey, you know, you put a little bit in your mouth and you taste it. Whereas like Jay will like fill his mouth with it. Like he's trying to get drunk and it's like, yeah, that's so there's, these are a lot hotter alcohols than your fucking little pussy ass rums and vodkas that he drinks. Not 40%. These some of them. 57, 58. I have 63% whiskeys. That's, that's fire. If you're gonna throw that much mud, you can't even taste it. You're just, you're just overwhelming your fucking taste buds with alcohol. So anyways, my point is, is that I'm not trying to sit on a beach and get shit faced. You know, I would much rather have an experience. I'd rather go somewhere and, and experience like the culture and the food. And you know what I mean? Like 
So I was just telling him and I was thinking about it myself where I'm like, you know, if I like with all my interest in whiskey, I could really like to go to Scotland. I'm, I'm Scottish heritage. Um, not 100%, but, but I am predominantly Scottish. Um, my favorite whiskeys are from Scotland. You know, I'm, I'm more of a Scotch guy than anything else. Um, I'd love to see where I'm from historically. I'd like to go to see where my fucking whiskeys are from. Um, so I just was thinking to myself, like, I really did go to Scotland. And then Simon came in like last week and he was like, Hey, just out of curiosity, he's like, you know, I've been thinking about the Jamaica thing or whatever. And, uh, I don't really know if, you know, he's like, I'm kind of with you and the, like, you know, maybe, maybe there's somewhere else we could go. And he goes, what about, you know, he's like, would you be interested in going to like Scotland? And I was kind of like, wow, that's exactly what I was thinking about. So I said, yeah. And, uh, and so on Wednesday, Simon and I sat down and we looked at the prices for trips to Scotland. And, uh, it's still a little surreal, but we actually, after spending a few hours there looking at different costs, like we looked at just flights and we looked at, you know, just flights in a hotel for a couple days and maybe hostels for other, but we ended up getting, um, uh, going in February. And of course, a lot of people are like, well, why would you go to another country in the winter? Well, I looked and in the last hundred years, according to my Google research, the lowest temperature it's been has been zero degrees in the last hundred years. So zero degrees I can handle right? You put on a jacket, put on a toque, let's go drink some scotch. So we got a hotel, uh, our, our round trip flights, um, and, uh, and a car for the week. And it was only 1600 per person. So that's a great price. In fact, when we were looking at just flights, it was like 1700 per person for, if we just did a flight. So we actually saved money by getting a hotel and the car as well than just flying. So, you know, definitely check out those travel websites, guys. You'd be surprised. Some people go, ah, I don't, I don't need the extra stuff. Look, just, just check it. Even if you don't, because we saved money and we, now we have more, we got, we have more for less. So be sure to be sure to check that shit out guys. Um, so that's my, my big news. I'm going to Scotland in February from the, I believe the 17th until the 26th or whatever, or 23rd. Um, super jazzed, super jazzed. Leave on Sunday. We got a direct flight. Fucking amazing. Some of the, like the more expensive flights were actually on, um, like on flights that had more stops and layovers. So we get on the, the plane in Ottawa at like 7 PM. 7 or 8 PM, get on the flight. Uh, we fly directly to, I believe Heathrow and then a little, little, I guess, puddle jumper or something over to Glasgow. So, um, super jazzed, super jazzed. I'm already looking into the distillery tours and things like that. A lot of people keep saying like, Oh, what shows are you doing? And how funny is that? Like as a comic, you'd think, Hey, let's try to get in some shows over there. My first thought, what, distilleries, I want to see the whiskey. You know, I want to go drink. I want to have some drinks in pubs. Like I don't want to get shit faced, but I want to have like a drink in a pub and this. I'm just, I'm fucking jazzed guys. Fucking jazzed. It's gonna be so much fun. So, uh, yeah, very excited. Um, and of course I will have lots of stories and I will have more to tell you about as time goes on. But, uh, so that's it. That was my week. There's a lot of shit that went a lot, did a lot of shows, did a lot of whiskey hunting, a lot of whiskey tasting. Um, you know, hung out with some friends in terms of seeing my buddy Simon. Whatever. Yeah, it was a good week. You were listening. I don't need to recap it for you. Um, and having said that, let's get right into the sponsors. As you guys know, I am currently uh, on hiatus from the Uncle John's bathroom readers just because I don't feel like the extra homework before the podcast. 
So let's jump right over my other partners. Absolute Comedy. Well, yours truly was just featured at Absolute Comedy hosting in Ottawa, but there are great shows still to be had in Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston. Be sure to check out absolutecomedy.ca to see what shows are going on in your area. The shows tend to get stronger uh, as the holiday season approaches. We try to book the absolute best comics um, for this time of year. So be sure uh, to check it out early and make your reservations early. If you're having a Christmas party and looking for some entertainment, definitely consider that as well. But uh, the thing is these shows sell out. So if you're looking for something fun to do, um, make sure you hop on the website and you book your tickets early because I mean, look, there's an example in this last week in Ottawa, we had a bunch of extra shows just because they sold out so far in advance. So check out absolutecomedy.ca, see what's coming up near you. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. <laughs> like we went somewhere. Um, guys, who are my other partners, huh? Did I forget them? Did I forget anybody? Mm. I don't forget them. I love them just too goddamn much. My partner's at DK guys. And this week, this is going to be a bit of an awkward review because it's kind of not really the thing that you can, well, I mean, maybe smart people who have an education can write up something smart for an encyclopedia. But for me, for me, he, I am going to be reviewing this week is the encyclopedia of plants and flowers. And yes, it's, uh, the grass is gone. All the greenery right? It is winter. Everything is hiding. It's fucking, uh, it's face for, uh, for, for, for the foreseeable future. And you're like, well, it's going to be a long time before people are planting again and stuff. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I'll tell you what, this book is so goddamn big. You might need the entire winter to read it, right? Why would I wait until springtime? You're not going to get all the info that you need. Um, this thing is massive. It may be the biggest DK book they have ever shipped me. It is 750 pages. Uh, excuse me. It's heavy. Is it 750? No, I lied. I'm sorry. It's 744. I rounded up slightly. Um, this thing is crazy. I don't even know where to begin. It really is a housing area for, you know, everything plants. It's, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. I mean, to, to review it, like the first section sort of shows you some ideas and some planting things, some regions and stuff like that, but it has sections on how to create gardens and some inspirational styles. So it's not just like, Hey, here's plants and stuff. Again, I tell you guys this every time I do a DK review, they don't just throw in. Okay. I'll give you an example. Let's do this a little bit more creatively. This is what I can do is some books when they're on a subject, they just dump all the facts at you. When I worked for, uh, the telecom companies and future shop, which is basically best buy for anyone who's listening internationally, future shop was owned by best buy and has since been, you know, um, terminated, I guess. So they just, they just killed the brand, but 
what happened was when I worked at those places and they teach you about like TVs and cell phones and DVD players and video game consoles and stuff, you can do a thing where you're talking to a sales guy. You're like, Oh, well, what's, what's like, what's this TV all about? And they're like, well, it's got like uh, three HDMI ports and it's got this many refresh rates and it's got this, that, whatever. And it's got, you know, uh, 4k and it has a smart hub and you can have this. And it's like, it's just what they call that is feature dumping where you're just telling everybody the features, which they could look at online and find as well. You know what I mean? So the whole idea is like you, you uh, the salesperson's job should be more of like, okay, well, where are you going to be? Like, where, what are you buying this TV for? You know, is it for your basement? Is it for your living room? Is there a lot of windows in your living room? Because this one hasn't got that, you know, the blacks are not so black, so they can get washed out by the, the window and the sunlight and things like that. So the idea is, is having somebody who knows is able to sort of go, well, if you're trying to do this, then this might be a little bit rather than just dumping features. And I, I do find personally from some of the shit that I look at, there's a lot of books that while those features are still important information, it's not like it's not valid information. It's just done in a feature dumpy kind of way. And what I love about the DK books is that they don't just feature dump. Okay. They will set up kind of what they're about to give you the information on and they will, you know, categorize things appropriately and give you context and everything like that. And why these things, you know, if you start talking about a bunch of plants, well, why they might be important to, you know, the climate or something like that, or a particular type of garden. So right at the beginning, they have the section on creating a garden and assessing your site and soil and things like that. Um, they have a section on designing with plants, which I, which is a little over my head, but they kind of, uh, they have a really cool section on how to use color and combining color for your plants. Um, I know that I have some people in my, my, my onesie base that are, that are green thumbs and whatnot. So, um, I'm speaking to you people at this point. What do you mean? You people, um, I'm speaking to you guys. So the book, you know, to, to keep it simple, it's beautiful. There's tons of pictures. It has all of the different kinds of information. It even tells you the kind of plants that you can use for like, if you have limestone, if they're plants that will tolerate droughts, if there's, you know, climbers and trees and shrubs and, and things that will, you know, obviously with little light or lots of light or, um, things like that. I mean, there's even like, it goes really specific. For example, there's one right here that says plants for hedges and windbreaks. You know what I mean? Um, did I read this book this week? Absolutely not. I, I picked random parts of it and I looked and I read them and I found them incredibly fast. I read the, I always read the introduction in the first sections, but in terms of just reading every single plant, not a fucking chance, nor would I even be able to retain all that information to, you know, just, oh, and here's, here's what I learned about fucking, uh, Santolina Pinatas. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't even remember the fucking name. It's right in front of me on the page. Um, but that's all. What this book is, is an amazing reference tool for people who are interested. And it's, it's really cool too. It shows you the different seasons, what plants operate in the best, how high, like how there's these little charts that'll show you like, um, what kind of light conditions, the amount of water, uh, how wide and how tall they grow. Like it's just, it's a great fucking book. It's a great book. Um, it is a wonderful, I got to tell you guys, honestly, wonderful gift 
for any green thumb, you know, in your, uh, in your family, whatever coming up, you know, the holiday season, a lot of the books I'm going to be recommending going forward are great books for the holidays. So keep that in mind. If this kind of bores you personally, it's a wonderful book. Just next time you're at a bookstore, just pick it up and look at it and try not to fall in love with it. If you know, anyone who likes to garden, anyone who's got, you know, uh, indoor, outdoor plants, all those kind of things, check it out guys. It is called an encyclopedia of plants and flowers. Nice and easy title from my partners at DK books. It is the new edition with 8,000 plants with more than 1400 new entries. Okay. So even if someone has the, you know, an older edition or something like that, 1400 new entries, again, encyclopedia plants and flowers from DK, check out DK.com in the States at a slash CA for here in Canada, just Google DK books and you guys can find all the cool stuff they have. There's tons and 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 tons of books on their website. So they can be the, uh, the new ones. I think the, um, I'm really excited about the whiskey tasting course book that they sent me. I've been peeking at it. Um, but I haven't had a chance to really go through it just yet. So I, uh, you know, crazy busy week. I just told you about it. I mean, I spent an entire day buying whiskeys, but, um, (laughs) I'm looking forward to reading that one and I can't wait to review it. I probably will do that on the same week that I tell you guys about how my first, uh, you know, whiskey tasting group goes, but I've got a, a wonderful little collection of whiskey books, um, from DK. I've got the great whiskeys. I've got the, uh, world whiskey. I've got the single malt scotch book, the whiskey tasting course, and just the Michael Jackson, who is a, uh, you know, a whiskey journalist, not the, uh, the, the, the kid fucker. No, I'm getting, <laughs> um, sorry. I always, and I always end up being able to put something controversial in with my, my DK reviews, but no, Michael Jackson, the, uh, whiskey, uh, journalist who passed away, I think in like 2007, but he is, uh, a vast amount of books through DK will like, right. So just, if you want to learn more about whiskey, you don't know whiskey. You're like, oh, I'd like to learn more. Boom. Whiskey, Michael Jackson book. Um, easy to remember, you know, I'm looking for a book called whiskey. Hmm, sir. That's a little difficult by who Michael Jackson spelled exactly the same way. So I think, uh, I think that'll, uh, that'll do for the uh, sponsors. Thank you to all my sponsors as always, of course. And, uh, coming up this week, I'm doing a spot at yuck yucks tomorrow night. So hopefully I'll be able to dust off some funny and go to the stage and really just make them laugh. You know, um, Thursday evening, I'm gonna hang out with my buddy, Jimmy. We're going to stay in the whiskey shelves Do that. I'm hoping to be able to maybe Sunday evening, put my shelves up. So if I can get them stained, and, uh, and lacquered or whatever the fuck you call it before Sunday, maybe they can dry and, uh, and put them on up there in the wall in my house. Um, what else do I have anything fun this weekend? I'm doing some demos for one company. I'm going to be doing, uh, an expo for another, um, just busy, busy, busy. I get to see my buddy Mika and his lovely wife, Mel on uh, Friday night. We're going to play some games. I'm hosting a gig on Saturday night. Like this is, this is the, the busy season for me, guys. All the companies want me. May uh, it really makes the girl feel special. So, um, yeah, things are really, uh, really starting to gear up. Um, I'm getting my snow tires on. There you go. There's my, my little bit of Canadiana. My snow tires are getting on a Monday. So I'm gonna have a crazy busy weekend of driving all over the place with my, uh, frighteningly, they're not bald or anything, but my, my all seasons, I'm lucky. I do have an all wheel drive vehicle. So, you know. I do okay in the, the slippery snow for now, but then once my all wheel or my snow tires are on, I'm going to be good to go. So yeah, that's uh, that's the week I have coming up guys. Things are starting to really rev up and, uh, and get her started. So, uh, on that note, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic 
week. I look forward to hearing from you guys. You guys know the email address. I tell you all the time, contact at one man podcast.com. Let me know what's going on with you. Would love to get together and hang out uh, with some of my, my onesies, my pals listening. Let's drink some whiskeys. Let's set some goals. Let's celebrate goals that you're achieving and let's fucking let's kick this bad boy up guys. We'll talk to you soon.